Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. knowledge doesn't impress the Lord. He's not impressed with how much you know. He says, we all have knowledge. Whoop-de-doo. We all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up. What does he mean by that? Well, what he's literally saying here is that, you know, knowledge alone, it, it just puffs people up. It, it just, all it does is produce arrogance. It produces pride. It, you know, it, it produces a lot of hot air. Have you ever been around someone who seems to know everything or at least acts like they do? Do you think that there's a time in your life where you felt as though you were above others because you were knowledgeable of a certain topic? In today's message, Pastor Robert will teach you that while there's nothing wrong with knowledge in and of itself, it's important that we guard our hearts from haughtiness and pride. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 8 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. We've been working our way through the New Testament on Sunday mornings and we've made it now to basically the midway point in 1 Corinthians more or less and looking at what Paul wrote to the Corinthians, this church he had planted and pastored in response to their letter. They had, had written him a letter. He, had, he alludes to it a couple of times, you know, asking him some questions. He, he had been there for about a year and a half. He appointed some leadership, and then he, you know, after having laid a foundation, he moved on and entrusted the leadership to the men who lived there. And, but they had some issues. They had some, some concerns, and they wrote to him about those questions and, and concerns. You know, I've pointed out to you a number of times that it's important for us to realize and, and uh, make a, a mental note of the fact that Corinth was so much more a pagan culture than ours that it, it's, you know, it, not even, you know, something that we can, can fully appreciate, I think. It was, it was a culture that exalted pleasure and... Uh, worshipped the goddess Venus, Aphrodite, over a thousand temple prostitutes and, and uh, very self-indulgent and self-centered, self-seeking culture. We think often of our modern society as being very progressive and, you know, so forth and so on. And, and you know, the Corinthian culture was much more permissive and promiscuous than ours. And the things that we consider to be, in some ways, new, you know, the, an openly homosexual culture, for example, we, you know, the uh, tolerant. Well, the Corinthians were completely tolerant. I mean, it was completely accepted. It was expected that a, that a wealthy man would probably have, you know, two or three wives, a mistress, and a couple of young boys. 
and uh, it was it was normal in that society. But now these people were coming to Christ, and so they they were now realizing that okay, it may be normal, but it's inconsistent with God's perfect plan for us, and and so the, you know that's the context in which now they write the Apostle Paul and say, what about this, and what about that, and what about this other thing, and you know how do we deal with this? And he responds, and that's what we've been looking at is his response and his instruction back to them. And in chapter 8, he deals with something that was for them controversial. For us, it's, you know, on its face, it's not an issue. The subject of meat that had been sacrificed to a pagan idol. That's not something we deal with. You know, you don't find that at Epicure, you know, or Publix. It's discounted because it was offered to Venus. You, You know, you don't. We don't deal with that. But the principle applies. The principle is extremely relevant to us because it's dealing with gray areas, questionable, well, questionable areas, que- you know, the, the things that are not listed in the Bible, thou shalt not. You know, clearly you shouldn't do that or clearly you should be doing this. And this one, you know, kind of falls in the middle and, and there are, you know, some who were saying it's okay and some who were saying absolutely not. I couldn't do that. My conscience wouldn't allow me to eat that meat even if it is half price. I still couldn't touch it. And so that's what he's addressing. What I'd like for us to do is read through chapter 8. It's only 13 verses, and, and then we'll, we'll back up and dissect it a little bit and discuss the application of it here in South Beach in, in South Florida. Paul says, Now concerning things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. And if anyone thinks that he knows anything, he knows nothing yet, as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, this one is known by him. Therefore, concerning the eating of things offered to idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world and that there is no other God but one. For even if there are are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we for him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things, and through whom we live. However, there is not in everyone that knowledge. For some, with consciousness of the idol, until now eat it as a thing offered to an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. But food does not commend us to God. For neither if we eat are we the better, nor if we do not eat are we the worse." But beware lest somehow this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to those who are weak. For if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will not the conscience of him who is weak be emboldened to eat those things offered to idols? And because of your knowledge, shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died? But when you thus sin against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never again eat meat lest I make my brother stumble. Now, what is it he's saying? What's he talking about here? There are three things I want you to notice as we go through this. The first one is that knowledge does not impress God. You realize knowledge doesn't impress the Lord? He's not impressed with how much you know. He says, we all have knowledge. Whoop-de-doo. We all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up. What does he mean by that? Well, what he's literally saying here is that, you know, knowledge alone, it, it just puffs people up. It, it just, all it does is produce arrogance. It produces pride. It, you know, it, it produces a lot of hot air a lot of times. You know, we see people 
who, because of their alphabet syndrome, you know, the letters behind their name, they're extremely impressed with themselves. And they want everyone else to be suitably impressed because they worked hard to earn that. And they insist upon being called Dr. So-and-so, whatever. And when you get to know them a little bit, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to paint with a broad brush. I'm not saying everyone with a Ph.D. falls into this category. I'm saying some do. Knowledge alone puffs up. It can be destructive, Paul says. It can be harmful. And, and you'll meet people. I encountered one this past week who was just completely dismissive. Com- just completely dismissive. Because they have letters behind their name and you don't. Or they have letters behind their name in this particular area and you don't. And knowledge can tend to puff up. He says, on the other hand, love is constructive. And I was pondering that a little bit. Love edifies. That's what the word means. Edification means building up, constructing. It's constructive. Love is constructive. And I thought about this in terms of what, what I do as a, as a pastor and, and as a law enforcement chaplain. You know, quite often I'm called upon to come into a situation where a tragedy has just occurred. Sometimes it's a tragedy that's occurring. Like the, the, the Chalks airline crash on the beach a few years ago. You remember that? Right around Christmas time. It was Christmas week, actually. And this airplane went down in government cut. 19 people, 23 people were killed. I don't remember the exact number, but it was devastating to these families, and they weren't getting information, and they were all gathered together in one place, and, and I was there, and I didn't know anything, and nobody was telling me anything, and they're hearing things from the news media, and they're coming to me, and, and you know, is this true? I don't know. I had one lady ask me, you know, what, what good are you? What are you here for? You don't know anything. She was right. But you know what I find most often? When I'm brought into those situations, I don't have to know anything. I just need to be fully there. And if I just bring the compassion and, and the love of Christ into that situation, whether they're Buddhist, Jewish, atheist, it doesn't matter. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. The Apostle Paul had a burden in his heart for the churches. He wanted to express the importance of following Jesus, even when it meant discussing difficult topics. In his first letter to the Corinthian church, Paul set aside any desires he may have had to be liked by all people to tell the truth. Sin needs to be dealt with. This is true for every follower of Jesus. Sin has to be dealt with. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to Christianity or if you've been following Jesus for a lifetime. You are still human and prone to sin. When you do fall, and you will, take your mistakes to the cross. There's grace to cover it all again and again. Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study in 1 Corinthians next time. But for now, you can hear more at MainThingRadio.com. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. 
We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 p.m. for a time of worship and Bible study. You'll find out more about the church at MainThingRadio.com or give us a call. Our phone number is 305-531-2730. When you call, let us know how we can be praying for you. That number again is 305-531-2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.